My name is Paul Owen, and this is the True Sales Podcast. Welcome back to the show as dusk falls in London on this summer evening. Uh, I'm recording a solo podcast for you uh, this time around, uh, sharing five tips with you around sales coaching. I think sales coaching is one of the most uh, important roles in any company. If you don't have a sales coach in your company, then please look at getting one. Uh, and I want to share five tips with you for doing coaching really well, particularly around giving people feedback on, on calls, on live calls and or on role plays. So I want to share those with you shortly. A reminder, a request, if you do like our content, we would really appreciate your help in getting this content to more people. We've set ourselves a target of helping 1 million people sell more successfully using honesty, consistency, and confidence. And the more people you can refer to us to uh, listening to what we say uh, and to share and enjoy this content, the better for us all, I hope. Um, for your own purposes as well, do subscribe. Make sure you get notice on the day when a new episode is out. It also helps our profile. So if you can, raters, reviewers, tell others, subscribe. Um, that will be all the thank you we ask from you for the time, the effort, uh, and the uh, expertise we try and share in these podcasts. So we've got uh, a few more lined up with guests coming very soon. So look out for those. But today I want to talk to you around coaching. So as a salesperson myself, yes, I train people, um, but I uh, very much hold on to the fact that I'm still a salesperson at heart and still sell uh, myself each day. Uh, it is a huge benefit to have a sales coach. And I think that it's important, first of all, to recognize a, a difference in role, if not in person, between a sales manager and a sales coach. So management is about uh, performance management, it's around the disciplinary side, it's around training programs and so on. But when we get into coaching mode, we're just focusing on how we help people to be more successful in their sales interactions, whether that's in calls or in meetings or in presentations. And I think there's a if it is the same person, if you are managing a team and also coaching, then I think you need two different hats. And the danger is that they get blurred and we end up doing a bit of a management meeting when we should be coaching. So anyway, for you today in the short solo podcast, I've got five tips, five tips that I uh, recommend when you're doing coaching. And there are various forms of coaching, but the, um, the position I have in my head around these tips is that you're coaching people either based on role play or live calls or some sort of uh, preparation um, or, or um, tracking or review of the way that people have behaved. It's a bit easier on telesales, obviously, because you have the angle of being able to record calls uh, and listen back to them. So let's crack on without further ado and share my five, five tips even with you from today. First one, tip number one. It is hugely beneficial when coaching if you have some sort of structure in people's sales process. So as regular listeners will know, we have a four-point structure that we use, the easy uh, structure, E-A-S-Y, as easy as it comes. And yes, I'm clearly going to sell you in on the benefits of that structure. But my point here is not whether you use our structure, but that you have some sort of structure. 
without structure, what tends to happen is you're giving general feedback to people um, around different elements of the core, but it's quite difficult to uh, to slot it in anywhere. When you have a structure, so for example, in our case, you can talk about the way they earn the right at the beginning on a phone call, or the way that they engage at the beginning if it's a, a face-to-face conversation, and specifically give bits of feedback around that part of the conversation, which is much more helpful than some just general feedback on the sales call or the sales meeting uh, overall. So have some sort of structure. If you don't have one in place right now and you'd like um, to use ours, do drop us a line. You can uh, send an email to hello at truesales.co uh, and we'll send you out the easy template. We can send you a version that's got the um, got some tips in there, got some, sort of a template of ideas you can use within it, and then also a blank one uh, that you can use. So number one, have structure. Number two is try as hard as possible to let the salesperson do the coaching themselves. What do I mean by that? I see this very often in telesales positions in particular, or in face-to-face positions where you you host a role play, is things happen and the sales coach can't wait to give them the feedback. And yes, they might say a couple of nice things first, but in almost all cases, the majority of their feedback is about what could be done better. So yes, it's important to have a constructive criticism, but you're running the risk of becoming too critical. You treat you, you benefit from trying to lighten the burden on yourself. So rather than you giving all the feedback, let them do it first. Let them do it. Let them give the feedback. So if you've listened to record a call, let them feedback on their self on themselves first. If you've done a role play with them, let them feedback first. You will find in many cases that they already know what they could have done better, and they're much more likely to. Uh, take that board, take on board that point if they've raised it themselves. I'll come to shortly. There's a danger if you're raising four, five, six, seven points that they could improve. You kind of get a little bit of overload on the ideas and you stop listening to any of them. So wherever possible, let them do the work. It's uh, it's an easier dynamic in a coaching situation for let, letting them feedback. Okay, third idea. It may be that they have covered all the main points, and that's great. You don't need to add anything else. Don't feel the need to add something else. If they've done the work themselves, then leave it as it is for this stage. But if there are ideas that you think can be improved, that you think you can share with them to make them better, then try and limit it to one, a maximum of two ideas that you share. Coaching is about changing behavior. If you try and change any behavior, then your working life or your personal life, you'll know how difficult it is to change. So make it as easy as possible. If you're going to make it easy, then you only look for one or two changes at a time. One of the many reasons why so many New Year's resolutions fail is people try to change too much, too quickly, and it just isn't going to happen. Forming new habits, learning new skills is difficult. So work as hard as you can to limit yourself. You will probably have at least three or four ideas you want to share. You will think, oh, there's no downside in telling them that maybe they can do it. I can promise you almost definitely it will end up being a net negative if you share lots of different things that they should change. So if you are going to share one or two, then you have to be an editor and work out which one or two are the most useful to share. So that's tip three. Tip four 
is on the changes that you recommend for them, try and put them into practice together straight away. So whatever your tip is, it's much more likely that they'll use that tip with a real client in a real call or real conversation um, if they've tried it out with you first. So just agreeing what they're going to change and leaving it as a little bit woolly. Uh, the idea that they're going to take that concept, that new skill, that new habit, and put it into practice for the first time with a real client is ludicrous. It isn't going to happen. So make time to share the feedback, whether they do it or you do it or the combination of the two, and then see if you can try it out. Now, let's say you had a particular element on the questioning that you wanted them to try out. You don't have to do the whole role play all over again or run through the whole call all over again. You're allowed to just edit. You can jump in at the relevant point and just do the relevant one or two or three minutes around the particular idea you've shared. But if ever people are going to take on board an idea, they're much more likely to use it if they're able to try it out and practice with you first. And then the final tip, and um, I recognize all my tips uh, might sound obvious, but I do work and have worked with thousands of salespeople over the last decade, and um, the majority of these are not followed. So I put that in as a precursor to my fifth point because it seems so obvious. My fifth point is track the coaching session. Make notes of the feedback given, the feedback that they gave themselves and also the feedback that you gave them. Have a plan. The times I've met with sales teams and talked to sales managers and sales directors and managing directors and they'll report back they're having the same conversations again and again, month after month, quarter after quarter with salespeople. But there's no trackability. On the coaching programs that I run with clients where we go in each month, I have a document which tracks not every word that's said, but it tracks the actions that they've agreed and normally gives some sort of justification for why we think this is a good idea for them to do. Where do we start on the next session? We start on what we agreed last time, you know. What did you try and do? Have you been able to do it? How do you know you've done it? What have the results been like in doing it? Do we feel like we need to change it at all? Being able to track it doesn't take away the fact that you might have to repeat to yourself, but it minimizes the risk that you'd be doing that again and again and again. So there we are, my five tips for sales coaching. It is such a critical role to play with your sales team. I highly recommend if you're managing a team and there's no coach then either get yourself a coach in or learn how to coach properly coaching is not about telling everybody what they've done wrong and getting them to work out how to get it right it's you having a structured approach which lets them do some work which gives them one or two ideas and then you track their ability to implement those ideas step by step I hope you found that useful. Uh, I thank you for joining us today. My name is Paul Owen, and you've been listening to the True Sales Podcast. <music>